Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, good morning, everybody. 9-11 WTIC News Talk 1080, Womrati, Womrati Show. Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. Morgan Cunningham, the most trusted voice in AM radio news. And you, our beloved audience. And LJ, my crack researcher. And uh, you, the beloved audience. I am um, I'm starting the Tom Brady fan club. I, I think Tom needs some help. How much more embarrassing could it be? I, I don't know. It's just... Uh, you ever get the feeling like you stayed a little bit too long at the party? <laughs> you should have gone home. You, you said to yourself, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to no, no, stay. And then it was a mistake, right? Um, I, think, I think Tom Bar- Brady's having some, some uh, thoughts about that right now. So anyway, I feel bad for him. I want to start the Tom, uh, the reunite the Tom, uh, re- reignite <laughs> the Tom Brady uh, fan club. Hey, it's 9 12 we got to hit our 9-11 prayer. Let's go. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you for the, another day of life. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for the blessing of family and friends, people who love us, people we love. Thank you for the fact that we are able to move about today. We're functioning. We're able to work and think and produce and plan. And uh, God, you're, you're good to us, and we're grateful for that, Lord. We want to pray for all of our first responders law enforcement, fire, EMT operators. Continue to pray for the folks in Bristol, the families, the folks, the whole community, really, God. Bless them as they go through this grieving time. Bless everyone, Lord, who's grieving the loss of a loved one. Difficult, difficult days um, to get past when you lose people that you love. Also, I pray for our our military, men and women, armed forces, protect them, keep them safe. We pray that you would confound the plans of those who would attack us and stop that, God. We pray for pray for the, the southern border or the border patrol people just being overwhelmed by illegal alien crossings. Protect them, keep them safe. Let them intercept as much of the drugs as is humanly possible. 
We need a divine intervention there on the border, Lord. And uh, and thank you. Thank you for uh, being on the air today. Thank you for allowing us to do this. Thanks for TIC. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? You may submit amens on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, same handle, all four accounts, at Will Marathi. You can also email me at Will Marathi at Yahoo! <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Yahoo.com. Um, hey, 935, uh, I'm told we're going to have Congressman Johanna Hayes on. Supposed to have her on Friday, rescheduled because of the funeral. Understandable. Um, so here's what I want to do. I'm going to open the phone lines for this, this next 15 minutes. I, I need you to give me good, thoughtful questions. I've obviously I'm prepared for this. Okay. But <clears throat> I'd like to do maybe a lightning round with some of your questions. It's not, it's not all about me. So, uh, here it is. 860-522-9842. If you were talking with Congressman Hayes, what would you ask? Tight, tight race with George Logan. Tighter than anyone expected, getting national attention, getting national support, good and bad. Um, what would you ask Congresswoman Johanna Hayes? 860-522-9842. We only have about 15 minutes for these calls, and so I'm, I'm asking, please, please call. Please give your input. Questions that you would ask. Some of you already asked, uh, submitted them electronically, which is fine. I'm looking for you to call in your questions this morning. Um, Let's see. No, 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 no. Amens are coming in. Trying to get people. I'm trying to respond with um, all your amens to give you a, a personal, at least a thanks or a thumbs up or something like that. So um, you'll understand that uh, th that's what I'm trying to do, and, and, I, and I'm spending some time doing it And because I, and I, I, I want you to know I appreciate you. I thank you for your support. I thank you for participating. And, uh, and But we need more callers is what we need. The amens are great. Wish more of you that sent amens and would call. We need more callers. 860-522-9842. Lines are ringing. Good. Matt's going to grab those calls for us. We're going to get some questions. Questions that you would want to ask Congresswoman Johanna Hayes, which she'll be with us at 935. <clears throat> um, I've got three major areas I want to talk about. I don't know if they'll get to all three. Maybe I'll get to two. Uh, and then I'd like to ask your questions. If you call in questions, good, thoughtful question, we're going we're gonna to kind of use it as a, as a lightning round as we finish up our time with her. Um, you know, I don't know. Think, you think about things maybe differently than I do. Certain things I think are pretty important. I want to talk about, and um, it's fine. We can, we can, we can use your questions. We can use my questions. Amen, Gene. Amen, Tanya. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, first, first call eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Listen, we got fourteen minutes. What would you ask, Johanna Hayes? Congresswoman Johanna Hayes, if you had a chance to talk with this morning, uh, as we're going to in about 20 minutes. Let's go to Ken in East Granby. Ken, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, uh, Pastor. Uh, my, my question is this. So I'm a small contractor, and my fuel bill, which is everybody talks about gasoline, which is not even an issue right now compared to the fuel. I don't know what these poor people are going to do to heat your houses. That's right. If you buy 100 gallons of fuel right now, most houses use 1,200 a year. Mm -hmm. Whether you're black, white, uh, Hispanic, yeah. whatever, you still use it. Now, the, what's the your question, Ken? I, I got some calls I want to get to. Go ahead. What's your I know question? the gas at the pump is five ninety nine. House heating oil is the same price with no taxes. Why aren't these politicians looking into this, which is affects everybody, not just your inflation? It's definitely inflation, but I don't know what these poor people are going to do to heat their houses. Yeah. 
It's going to be tough. And it's less refinery needed for diesel fuel and home heating oil. And gasoline is double priced. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, okay. Uh, natural gas is going to be really difficult this year. For well, absolutely, pricing. yes. Yep. So it's not just, not just oil. All right, Ken, and thank you very much. Buy- I appreciate that. Let's go to Frank and Woodward. Frank, welcome. What's your question for John Hayes? Uh, well, on the natural, on the gasoline, since Joe Biden made that speech, all the gasoline keeps going up and up and up. And I'm tired of people saying that I play the future markets. I don't manipulate it. The future markets are two things. There's 30 of them, at least. You bet the price to go up and you bet it to go down on knowledge that you receive. Well, when the president of the United States shuts down the pipeline, when the president of the United States bans drilling on federal land, when the president of the United States says, I want to get rid of fossil fuel, well, I'm not a dummy. I'm going to bet the price to go up, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, that, that's how it works, Frank. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, I mean, a lot of folks I mean, don't get that, and, they, and they're critical of it. But, but that's how trading works. So um, we, Exactly. So we, Joe we, Biden is to blame for all of this. hundred uh, percent. I've been saying it since the first day of his administration, second day of his administration. Thank you, Frank. Let's go to uh, Southington and Paul. We're looking for questions. We're going to have John Hayes on in just a few minutes. Questions that you would ask Congresswoman Hayes. Uh, let's go to Paul in Southington. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, how you doing, uh, Pastor Will? I got a question. As far as I know, not all the states tax Social Security. And uh, if that's the case, why is it that uh, maybe, you know, we can't do something in Connecticut to kind of, you know, help out the seniors that are on SS and, uh, you know. I think that's coming. I think that's coming next year. I don't think we're going to tax Social Security next year. I think that's coming. But 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 I'll ask. Social okay, why, why isn't national no no taxing for social security for seniors that's yeah awesome. exactly yeah yeah we'll get that all thank right you, thank you thank you 860-522-9842 questions that you would ask congresswoman johanna hayes i need your help of course i have my own questions but i'd like to include you in the process um Come on, this is your chance. We only got about, uh, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes left before the break, nine minutes left before the break. So I want to I get these questions in. Um, hmm. All right. Southington, another, another, another call from Southington. Wow, Blue Knights. Go Blue Knights. You guys are really active today. Yep, keep, keep calling, keep calling, keep bringing those questions. Uh, let's go to Southington. Jessica, Jessica, welcome. What would you have, what's your question? Hi, good morning. Um, I'd like you to ask her that if Ned Lamont is reelected and he starts to talk with the tolls again, which I'm sure he will, is she going to stand behind him or is she going to fight him on this? Is she going to speak up for the people of Connecticut? Well, unfortunately, she doesn't have much control over that. It's, that's a state issue. It's not a, it's not a federal issue. I mean, she, she can offer her opinion, which, which we can ask her, but I mean, she can't. She can't, she's not really involved in the process, so it's not really something that she would uh, she would participate. Yeah, but in. I I just like to see what her stand is on. Yeah. It. Okay. That sounds that sounds good. Uh, tolls. Thanks. Okay. I'm against tolls, by the way. I am just... too. <laughs> and I hope he doesn't get reelected. Well, I don't know. We hope so too. We'll, we'll see. Jessica, Sorry. thank you very much. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. You're you're speaking with uh, Johanna Hayes this morning. You have one question to ask her. What would it be? Let's go to Lori in Glastonbury. Go ahead, Lori. 
Good morning, Pastor Will. Thank you for taking my call. Two things. So my question for uh, Johanna Hayes would be, is there any room in the Democratic Party for those who are pro-life? Is there room? Well, I mean, I think, all right, I think you know the answer to that. But well, is there but room I, in, I, I want to hear party? her response because um, I know Democrats who are pro-life who are feeling like the party has left them behind. And I would like yeah, to I do see too. how she would explain that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the major things I want to talk to you about, because it seems like it seems like Democrats are are focused on abortion when the rest of America isn't. But right. that, that, that's that's OK. That's a great question. Thank you, Lori. We'll we'll definitely throw that one out. Well, there. And, and, yeah. and just that secondarily, I yeah. think Tom Brady is going through a midlife crisis and he's doing this to himself. The man should have stayed retired because now oh boy. The poor man, his whole life is imploded. His marriage is imploded. I mean, it's just, and I know you, that's you stayed at the party too long, Tom. But yeah, you know, exactly. That, that's what ego does. It, make, it makes decisions <laughs> that your body it makes uh, rights checks your body can't cash. Uh, Lori, right. thank you for your call. Let's go to Dusty. Dusty, welcome. Where are you calling from, Dusty? Calling from South Windsor. South Windsor, one of my favorite places because that's kind of where the airport is. What's your question for John Hayes, Dusty? Would she support removing qualified immunity for politicians the way they have for the police department? Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay. You know, you know the answer there, Dusty. <laughs> yeah, well, we need it, and we need term limits. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask term limits. Okay. Uh, I'm just writing this down. And term limits. Okay. All right. Good. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. You're talking with Johanna Hayes this morning. Do you have a question to ask her? What would it be? Um, good. Good questions coming in. We're gonna, we're gonna use some of these in the lightning round. The lightning rounds. I hope I hope her folks are listening because it give you a chance to, to be prepared. Uh, let's go to Torrington. I love Torrington. Let's go to uh, Herb in Torrington. Herb, welcome to the show. Well, good morning. Uh, my question would be, has Johanna Hayes ever been employed in the private sector? I know she's worked for a municipality. Now she's a technically a federal government employee. When was the last time she worked full-time, W-2 employed in the private sector? Sector job. Okay, full time. All right, great question. That's the. I, I'd be interested. I don't know the answer to that. So I, I'd be. I'd be interested to know what the what the response is. Thank you. All right, eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Matt's gonna grab those calls for us. What questions would you have for Johanna Hayes? We're gonna have her on at nine thirty five. Boards ringing, lines are blinking. Got to get take a break. I can't take one more question. All right. We're going to take a break. Commercial news. John Hayes, when we return. Back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. To the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 936. Um, the fifth congressional district race here in Connecticut is uh, is hotly contested, and it's getting a lot of attention. Not just in Connecticut, but nationally. Been on national news, getting a lot of attention by both uh, Democrat and Republican National Committee folks. And um, it's good. It's good to see that there's, there's, there's a race, actually. Joining us now on the hotline, the 5th District Congresswoman, Johanna Hayes. Ms. Hayes, thanks for joining us. Well, let's push the right button. Sorry, we got a little late to the draw on the button. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Happy to be here. So, I to as you know. I know, and I know you went to the uh, the funeral at Rentschler. I think that was very appropriate. Uh, must have been an incredibly moving, difficult time. I think it was for everyone in the state. It's not something that anyone can prepare themselves for, um, and it was absolutely just heart-wrenching for every person in the state of Connecticut and I think across the nation. Sure, sure. Um, as I said, com, uh, campaign hotly contested. How, how's the campaign going? It's good. I mean, this is we're in the home stretch. This is all about turnout. I have done the work, and I am reminding people of what I've done. Um, the momentum, the energy around the campaign is as good as it's ever been, and I think that people know that not only am I passionate about the issues, I have a record to stand on. Are you uh, are you at all surprised that that your opponent is um, you know really giving you a run for the money, particularly when your campaign has raised and outspent your opponent by a significant amount? Does that surprise you? Is he giving me a run for my money? I um, guess everybody I says he is. Well, I think we're matched in dollars because although he has not been able to raise the money in the district or doesn't have that kind of fundraising momentum. The Republican National Committees and Congressional Leadership Fund have put the money in his race, so we are actually operating with the same amount of money and the same amount of funds. I'm not so, so much not so much the money. Are you surprised at such a tight race? I, I guess I just disagree with you on that. That it's not a tight race. I guess yeah. I think we have a differing opinion of that. Because I mean, it seems it seems like all of the polls indicate it's close. Real clear politics say it says it's a toss up. Uh, the fact that for a rare occasion that national committees are pouring money into it, you've got a lot of outside money coming in as well. It seems like there's there's some concern about whether or not you're going to be uh, continuing to serve in that seat. Well, I think the people will decide on November eighth. Um, when you talk about polls. Uh, many of the polls that people quote are Republican internal polls. Um, Real Killer Politics is one poll. 538 has a different opinion as we talk about polls. But, when I mean, you keep going back to fundraising locally. Well, uh, no, you went to fundraising. Donations. I was just making a point. But, but I, that's not my point. The fundraising isn't my point. 
the closeness of the election is. But let's let's move on to something else. We don't agree okay. to that, and that's okay. Um, we've seen over the last two years, we've seen an uptick in violent crime around the country. We've seen an uptick in violent crime here in Connecticut. And I know you're from a law enforcement family, so I'm sure this wasn't your opinion. But but this, uh, and particularly, we've seen an uptick year over year over year with police, as we just witnessed in Bristol. Um, is, is there any correlation, do you think, between your progressive colleagues beating the drums of defund the police and calling police racist? Do you think there's any correlation of, of, of that to, to the uptick in violent crime, murders and rapes that we're seeing across the country here in Connecticut against police? Well, I'm from more than a law enforcement family. My husband served 25 years for the, in the Waterbury Police I, Department. I know. We appreciate I that. Have seven, there are seven Democratic colleagues of mine who have made statements like that, and any credible journalist can do a five-minute Google search and see that I am not one of those people. Um, there's also been similar rhetoric on the other side of the aisle with Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and the likes calling to defund the FBI and the Department of Justice, which is also law enforcement. Uh, the people in this district know that I have consistently, consistently not only voted to support police, but brought back resources. I brought $9 million directly to local police departments in my district because I met with chiefs and they said we need help in these areas. Things like burn jag grants, cop grants, community violence prevention programs. I have consistently, not just in an election year, I mean, over my four years in Congress, voted to support um, new resource officers. So it is incredibly problematic that that narrative continues to be repeated when the people in this district, when uh, the media knows it's just not true when it comes to me, in relationship to me. Well, so, and that's why um, I started by saying I knew you came from a law enforcement family, and I didn't think you were the one saying these things. I, I understand that. I think even But even more than coming from a law enforcement family as the wife of a police officer, um, I voted. You know, I brought back these resources, and my record shows that, not just in relationship to my husband, but in support that I brought back locally. So for the, that rhetoric to continue to be repeated over and over and over again. Well, it's not just January rhetoric, 6, kind I of voted it's... to support Capitol Police, you know, so that they could have enhanced protection. I voted sure. for, you know, um, to honor the Capitol Police, things that my Republican colleagues voted against. So there's a fair share of rhetoric on both sides. So to just completely ignore the fact that um, there are the most extreme uh, members of the other party also saying this, and and there's a big difference. There's a big difference between majority. Marjorie Green Taylor calling for a defunding of the FBI, and folks, uh, you know, progressive Democrats calling for defunding police. The major difference is nobody's defunded the FBI. Many places around the country, yeah, the, the city of New York knocked off a, a, a billion dollars budget for New York, and now the subways are not safe in New York. So my question well, to you... I can you, here in Connecticut, we have not defunded police, you know. But Before we have seen an increase. Out, ha- can I finish? Before sure, go ahead. went out, 27% of mayors had anticipated they would have to make significant cuts. But $10 billion of American Rescue Plan funds have been used to support local law enforcement. You know, we just passed legislation to hire, recruit, retain, and give bonuses for law enforcement so that um, local communities could make sure that they are increasing their force. So let me just say on the record. I just want to 
to say one last thing. We just passed legislation so that departments with less than 125 officers, which is the majority of my district, can get grants to support those efforts. So my entire time in Congress and as a Democratic majority, we have overwhelmingly voted for funding to support police. Okay. So we, we don't question your record on that because I assumed that you were not a defund the police person. But the facts remain that over the last two years, since the rioting, since the, the, the horrible death of George Floyd, there's been a spike increase nationally and in Connecticut in violent crime. There's been an absolute increase of attacks against law enforcement officers. What, as, a, as, a, as a congressperson, a, a national federal representative, what, what do you, what, what, if, if, if it's not the defund police and the attacks verbally against police by progressive Democrats, what, what do you suppose is causing this, this rash of crime? Well, the Connecticut data um, suggests otherwise. But now, on violent crime, also, it doesn't. It, it says also, that there's a drop off in crime, but violent crime being murder, shooting, and rapes have increased year over year, as so have police also, attacks. We also have to get to the root causes of, of these things. Um, so absolutely supporting local law enforcement, making sure that we have you know, treatment, addiction and treatment programs, making sure that we have jobs available for people. So there's an absolute correlation but we also have to look at what are the root causes of many of these things. Okay. When you brought up uh, George Floyd just in, just a few minutes ago, the thing with that that people were so was the accountability piece. And I can tell you, coming from a law enforcement family, that good cops don't want bad cops on the job. We hear about 99% of police officers are doing the right thing, are there for the right reasons, do their job every day, are in service to their community. If we can't all agree that what we saw play out publicly on video was so egregious. Oh, it was. There's no, there's no question there. I just bring so that up because that was that the starting point. No accountability. You know, we. I also, you know, I represent law enforcement, but I also have a responsibility to the entire community. And I'm going to continue to support law enforcement in the way that I always have done with my voting record. You know, to keep saying something over and over doesn't make it true. Anyone well, again, and I've said twice already, Congressman, Congress, please, Congresswoman, let's not filibuster. I'm not filibuster. talking about you saying it over and over again. I'm talking well, about Well, I'm, I'm talking to you now. I, no one else again. is talking. You and I are talking. No one else is talking. But I, so I'm going to make the point that Republicans, the Connecticut GOP, just put out something yesterday that I don't support law enforcement. A five-minute search by anyone. Well, and I never we'll even, we'll never we'll even suggested Everything that, that I've voted suggested. for, everything that I've supported over the entire time that I've been here, and that I've never once said or supported or this idea of defunding the police. I never, absolutely support law enforcement. Never never suggested otherwise, never would imagine that you would have was asking a, a broad a broader question really about Democrats and particularly progressives. Let's let's uh, let's switch here. Um, national polls, Gallup, Malmuth, uh, uh, Ducoin, uh, Duquette, if you look at any national polls, um, Americans rank economic woes as their most important concern, be it gas prices, oil prices, food, uh, any number of economic issues. If you split economic issues out and look at just other issues, those polls rank abortion as either fourth, fifth, or seventh in the minds of American voters. Yet it seems like you and other Democrats 
are really kind of focused on abortion. And I guess the question I ask is, if, if why are you and American people are not? I'm focused on the economy as well. I mean, there are when you are a member of Congress in this role, you have to focus on many things at the same time. The issue of abortion only came up because the Supreme Court overturned Roe in June. And people have said to me, yes, the economy, we're concerned about the economy, but also recognizing that the economy is cyclical and these global markets are volatile. If we don't address women's reproductive health, we just put it on the, the shelf and go back to it later. Once women's rights are eviscerated, they're gone. You know, and people are very concerned about this because this has been 50 years in the making. All of these conservative justices promised that they would uphold Roe if it came down to a vote, and they did not. So I'm hearing from people. The economy is very important, the number one issue in this district. And when I talk to people and explain to them that over the last, the second quarter of this year, the four biggest oil companies in this country have collectively had over $50 billion in profit, the largest ever on record. This is about greed. You know, there's so many things that are factors that are influencing the economy. The war in Ukraine, uh, the lack of competitiveness in our market. Well, I don't, I don't so really want to go things. to energy because if we did, we'd have to talk about the president's war on fossil fuels and the fact that from his second day in office, inflation started. Prices on gas started going up. And we go begging to places like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia. We, we beg for oil in other places when we could produce everything we need right here. So that's the a whole other conversation. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. A couple weeks ago. day in office, we were in a global pandemic. And I think that this further um, amplifies the idea that we need to be more energy independent so we don't have to worry, rely on other I, countries. I agree. I mean, yeah. I think everybody is, is really forgetting the fact that we just had a global pandemic, the likes of something we've never seen before. So to say... You know, during Biden's time in office, when he started oil prices or gas prices were the lowest they had been, people were shuttered in their homes and no one was well, out. Not everybody. They weren't in Florida. They were shuttered here in Connecticut. They weren't in Florida. Well, the second day in office, President Biden canceled the XL pipeline construction. So that's, that's why I bring up the second day in office. That's a fact. Anybody could Google that in 38 seconds and find out that on this, his second day in office, he canceled the XL pipeline. But let's, let's move to another subject. A couple weeks ago, um, nice to have Vice President Harris here to help bolster the campaign. And uh, you guys had a meeting. And it was curious that um, as bad as the economy is, you, you didn't invite an economic expert. As bad as Putin's war in Ukraine is, you didn't invite a geopolitical expert. But in fact, the president of Planned Parenthood was invited to come. I say that because I'm wondering where you stand on abortion from this perspective. Of all of, of childbearing age women in the United States of America, black women make up 14%. Of all of the abortions performed in the United States, black women make up 36%, except in cities like uh, states like Mississippi, where 79% of the abortions are performed on black women, 59% in Alabama, and even in where you serve, in Washington, D.C., 60% of the abortions are, are from black women. Now, let me ask you a question. Do those numbers represent equality and equity to you? Well, first of all, the vice president was here. It was not to bolster my campaign. It was on the official side on this issue. 
and as a black woman, I would argue that I probably have a better perspective on this than you do. I'm just reading um, a study that this study was done by the Center for Urban Renewal and Education. It's a public you, policy report. It was, again, it was partially. Once again, so once again, let me let me try to help you understand something. This issue doesn't begin and end in the doctor's office. When Republicans are voting against paid family leave, against health care, against child care, against, you know, trying to bolster food security, all of the things that help people to raise healthy children, women are forced to make these gut-wrenching decisions. This idea that people are just deciding in a flippant way. No I'm one said that. No one said that. Don't, don't, don't change the story. Listen, it's I'm a pastor. Outrageous. I've dealt with people who've had abortions. No one is suggesting that this is a lightly but made decision or it's made flippantly. So please don't insult, don't insult do. the conversation. This is the hardest thing that people have to do. I understand so that. But my question is, the question is, no one's questioning that it's a hard decision. No one's questioning that it's made flippantly. No one's questioning that it's made casually. So the is question is, why, why, when black women are, and you're, the, the black population is being eviscerated by abortion. Any culturist will tell you you need a 2.11% birth rate to, to may, be able to continue to, to uh, continue a culture. The black birth rate's on about 1.6%. Uh, My question to you is, as a black woman and as a powerful congressperson, why aren't you doing more to stop and figure out? You, you mentioned causes. What are you doing to stop abortion? Because it's a plague on the black community. What am I doing? I am leaving the choice up to a woman and her doctor. I'm making sure that men aren't making those choices for women, that states aren't making those choices for women, that a woman can go in in consultation with her doctor and make probably the most consequential decision of her life with her doctor, without government intervention. That is what I'm doing in this conversation. To add all of these nuances, changes the core issue, which is abortion decisions should be made with a woman and her doctor. Full stop. Not me. But, but you, you yourself, Congressman, you yourself. You, you yourself said that it's not just the, the issue that ends in the doctor's office. There's underlying causes. I agree. Uh, you said the same thing about violent crime. It's not just defund the police. There's underlying issues. I don't have time to ask you about the southern border, but I can guarantee what your first answer and response will be. Oh, we need comprehensive immigration reform. My question to you is. Actually, you don't know me that well. That would have well, been my first answer. Okay. But, so what am I doing? But my I'm question to you is, what, what are we doing to solve the underlying causes well, I'm, that's so causing. I'm going to tell you right before I wrap up, because I'm walking into an event, I voted to raise the minimum wage. I voted to for Family Medical Leave Act. I voted for work training programs so that um, people can be self-sufficient and get good-paying jobs. I voted for safe and affordable housing so that people can live in, in the communities where they work. I voted for all of these things, for expanding health care, to protect Social Security, to make sure, I mean, that's not a vote yet for Social Security, but it's on the chopping block, and it's something that I have voted to support and expand. So all of the things that help people live full and productive lives in our communities, all of the things, those gaps that we saw at the beginning of the pandemic where we had so many people who had been struggling for years, and now we had a global pandemic, and those same populations were dying because they had lack of access to all of the opportunities that exist in our community. 
I voted for all of those things. So I'm going to continue that work. Um, I'm happy to have had the opportunity to talk to you. Um, but these are multifaceted problems that require multifaceted solutions. Um, and, and it cannot just be, you know, a cudgel on everything. We have to look at the wraparound services, all of the supports, so that people can be self-sufficient and stand on their own. That's how, that's what I've done to help my community, you know, and my record, not just my passion for the issues, but my record supports everything I just said. Congressman, I want to thank you for coming on today. It's a, it's a rare and special occasion that we ever get a Democrat legislator to come on the program, and I'm really glad. I, I truly mean this. I'm invited to I'm truly glad that you came on record. today, and uh, thank you for your time, and, and uh, best of wishes for the election. Absolutely. You have a wonderful day. Me too. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. And uh, I, I like to get some of your feedback on that, uh, on that interview. Um, when we return, open phone lines, 860-522-9842. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 